the Agorist Nexus podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got my great co-host, uh, Dag, with me. How you doing, Dag? I'm doing spectacular, dude. How you doing? Hey, good, man. So, uh, before we get started with the um, Turkey's hyperinflation, I did want to mention that, you know, I did want to mention that at Agorist Nexus, we've got a lot of, you know, free, very, very useful information pertaining to agorism. We've got articles, podcasts, newsletters, um, all of the above. So, you know, definitely check that out. We've, we've got some great gorse writers too. So, uh, so yeah, you know, please support us if you get a chance and, and donate. But, um, it's also a really excellent uh, directory for agorist businesses. So if uh, you have a, an agorist business, get it on there and help people find you. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's a couple articles that I, I want to talk about, Dag, and um, let me see here. One of them was the one you gave me. It's a Forbes article. It says, let's talk about Turkey and the crypto rage against the machine. So what, what I found extremely interesting about this article was that they actually, and I, does it mention this? Yeah, this one talk, talks a lot about um, their uh, sort of, a, well, a couple things, highly cryptocurrency centric, but, uh, but, but a couple things, um, one of which how the central bank in Turkey, which I understand is the first central bank that's actually doing this, I know it's been talked about it in other places, but um, is actually going to issue a crypto coin uh, called Turkcoin. Yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. I, I feel like government, pretty much all governments want to go that route, including the U.S., yeah, I know there's definitely been a uh, been talk about it, but um, but actually because uh, the currency is uh, what we say something like lost like thirty percent of its value in like twenty four hours, which they've been having issues for several years now with the currency. People are kind of looking for alternatives. Absolutely, the, the article that I shared with you was an AEI article. It says how low will Turkey's currency go, and in that article it says it says that the the lira, Turkey's currency, lost 30% of its value in 24 hours. And, I mean, that's extreme hyperinflation. I mean, if you can imagine, let's say you get paid, I don't know how, how much you'd make, but let's say you got paid $300, well, or, th- you know, $1,000, you get, you know, you, you're losing 100 bucks, right, you know, just within, well, the wait, 30%. You're losing $300 in uh, in of the thousand dollars that that you made within that twenty four hour time period, and that's just that's just mind mind numbing right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, um, you know, you know, it's funny. It's like when 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 like you're young and you're like, oh, you know, these other countries, you know, and they, you know, their money isn't worth as much. So you go over there with a nickel and you're rich, you know. And it's really hard to like understand like actually what that means, you know. But um, but yeah, when when you yeah when you when you make that kind of dough and it just you know it just disappears that quickly. I mean, what are you even really working for? You know, so the, the best solution is definitely to, I think, to try and find an alternative. Yeah, and I think I think we, we'd be we'd be foolish. Um, we'd be foolish just to say, okay, well, you know, it's it's happening right now in Turkey, but um, but it's been happening in like Argentina, Venezuela, Zimbabwe. So, and you know, the U.S. and and pretty much all over the world, they're doing the same things that these other countries are doing. So I just, you know, for people to say that, you know, it, it can't happen here, I just think that's extremely foolish to uh, to believe. And I, I think people should really start protecting themselves and and get out of the, the U.S. dollar, whatever currency 
that, that they're using for sure. Yeah, definitely as much as possible. And you know, it's like the dollar will collapse. Like it will. It. I don't know when. I mean, I I don't think it's gonna be tomorrow. It might be soon. It. I mean, to be honest, with the way that they uh, they have so much control over everything, I mean, it might still be a decade or two down the road, you know. But it will happen, you know, at some point. Uh, and you know, I think that the the United States is a little bit of a unique situation compared to a lot of these other countries too, because of how much, um, you know, how how much the the tentacles of the uh, of the government spread, you know, all over the world. We've got things like the, uh, you know, the petrodollar. So you know, they they use that to keep keep some sort of demand for dollars. Uh, and oil producing country that doesn't go along with that <laughs> gets invaded and you know uh, you know murdered and and this and that and the other so so we really have no, a lot that's more just control. that's just a coincidence you know that's just that's all yeah, yeah. oh yeah I'm, I'm sure you know um, <laughs> but uh but yeah it is the kind of thing where you know the the United States definitely is a unique situation compared to a lot of other countries so you know what does that mean I mean I definitely don't think that means that they're going to be able to kick the can down the road forever but it's it's one of those things that can be kind of hard to predict. You know, there there's some tricksters up there, and they're 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 pretty skilled. <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, but it's you know e- even here it's something like what is it about? Oh, God only knows after this year what what it's going to be, but it is about two percent per year um, inflation. But of course, you know that that compounds. And I even just think when I was you know younger, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, um, I mean, I used to have a job. I made five forty an hour. You know, and it was enough to put gas in my truck and you know buy a bag when I needed to and this and that and yeah, you know, it was fine. I couldn't, I mean, what do you do with five bucks these days? You know, it's fucking nothing. And I mean, that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm old saying this, you know, like an old guy, like, well, well back, back in my day, you know, I could buy, you know, a candy bar for 25 cents and um, I'm not even that old. And, you know, but my grandpa, my grandpa, uh, you know, would be like, oh, well, I could buy a candy bar for five cents back. Then. You know, so it's just, it's just like, I kind of feel like we're we're seeing this even within, you know, shorter time periods, you know, we're going from a nickel to 25 cents and then all of a sudden, you know, now candy bars, like what, one, 150, 175. So now we're seeing even greater. Yeah. We're seeing greater, greater price increases within shorter, shorter time periods. So, but, but to, to hit on the, the fact that the United States is unique, yeah, absolutely. Not only do they use use oil, you know, use the dollar for for trading oil, but there's also lots of, of countries um, that hold dollars just just as reserves. So, so if the U.S. prints, you don't see, you know, you don't see a drastic, you don't see the drastic price increases like um, like you do, you know, in Arch- Argentina. Their, their currency collapses, how like every 10 years or something crazy so yeah and there's a you know and there's some other real real world implications for uh, for all of us that that the inflation or the, the, the federal reserve uh, does and basically uh, one of the big ones is incentive to save you know you can't just put money in a bank account and you know the interest might barely keep up with inflation but you end up losing money so it kind of forces people into you know doing things like like the stock market and you know which is just a casino you know but basically you know and you know having to invest in the stock market or you, what am I going to do with this money? I, I have to do something with it or I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. So it causes a lot of malinvestment as well, which is, which is, you know, really unfortunate. And I just, gosh, we just have a sound money, you know, where I could just put it under my mattress when I earn it and that'd be fine. <laughs> like, I'd really love that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to be able to save dollars and have it be more valuable so I could, you know, 
purchase something even better later on. But to, to touch on that, um, I think, uh, you know, what's funny is, is that even the Federal Reserve says, oh, well, we just, you know, we, we just have a, a modest uh, 5% inflation every single year. And, and that's what the Federal Reserve says. The Federal Reserve says we have 5% inflation every year. And if they're saying it, you know that, uh, that, that it's even more. <laughs> that if they're saying 5%, you know it's even more than that. And, and most bank accounts, it's hard to even get 1% interest rate on your money, you know, in the savings account. So, so if, if, you're, if you're putting money in, in a savings account, you're losing at least, you know, from, you know, I think it's more like you're losing, you know, probably 10% a year, but, but who knows? But with what they're saying, you know, when you put money in a savings account, you're losing four four percent a year. You know, so we should just call it a, a, a savings account, pretty much. And, right. Uh, if we're going to be honest, so. Well, it's funny because, like, the, I'm to understand that one of the main purposes of that the Federal Reserve uses a selling point to, you know, will themselves into existence was that they were to stabilize, like, stabilize prices, stabilize, uh, you know, the the boom bust business cycle and things like that, and. If a there's been a lot more, um, there's been more financial turmoil, more booms and busts uh, since they came into being. But it's just funny that they say that they're to stabilize prices and whatnot. Yet, by, like you said, by their own admission, they inflate the currency by a certain percentage every year. So they themselves are, you know, purposefully destabilizing the price of currency, which of course is, you know, the currency exchange rates are priced. So it's just funny that you know by their own admission that's not really what they're doing <laughs> yeah that, that, that's a funny point but even with what they say um <laughs> they disprove uh you know their whole purpose um that's funny right so uh let's let's go back to what do we uh yeah let's 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 go back to turkey here let's um so I, with what you were saying earlier uh we were talking um off mic was that turkey has like a in this article this uh, forbes article turkey's got you know a younger population they were starting to get into crypto years ago i just think with them losing 30 percent uh but the with them losing 30 percent it was it's funny i think the day that that happened gold gold and silver like skyrocketed because a lot of them were, were trying to get out of the lira but and but I, I also see a lot of them trying to get into crypto because a lot of them already already use it at, at markets. That trying to find this what market did I say? Like the grand grand bazaar, yeah, this a, ancient yeah, market in Istanbul. Market, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they um. So yeah, what I was reading was that it said something like eighteen percent of the uh, of the population already uses crypto, which or, or owns crypto, uh, which is. I don't know what the rates are here, but I mean, I, I'd be surprised if it was less than 1%. Um, you know, um, it, 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 it can't, it can't, I don't know many people who do it all, uh, but, um, but yeah, 18% of people already hold it. And it's a younger population, so they can sort of get in technology a little bit quicker. And of course, Turkey's been having financial uh, issues since oh, probably a long time, but I guess really 2018, they had a lot of turmoil and stuff. So people have sort of been starting to, to get into this and originally, like I guess in 2017, the government came out being very, very anti-cryptocurrency, uh, which, you know, why wouldn't they be? You know, it's harder to censor, harder to control, uh, harder to 
for them to get their fingers in whatever it is you're doing. But now they're actually coming out a little more for it, although I'm to assume that that's primarily to push their central bank cryptocurrency. But I guess they're also looking at transitioning some other government services um, into using things like, like Bitcoin and such. But a large uh, portion of this uh, population, and this is something that we've touched on in another podcast about crypto, which one of the reasons I really love it, is that something like 30% of the population is unbanked, you know, they don't have a bank account. So with a lot of these uh, crypto, I guess you call it a crypto company, you know, like just for example, I'm not promoting anybody, but like crypto.com or whatever, they have a debit card that you can get and you can use anywhere that accepts no Visa, MasterCard, et cetera. Uh, so a lot of these people who can't have a bank account are getting one of these debit cards and then just using cryptocurrency, you know, everyday purchases and they don't have to have a bank account or, or, or anything. And that's really one of my, one of the big things I really like about crypto in itself is that, yeah, you don't, you can just exit the the banking industry uh, to a large degree. Yes, if you're using a card that's uh, MasterCard or Visa, yeah, you know, obviously they're getting transaction fees and stuff, but you don't have to have a bank account with Bank of America or, you know, whoever you use. So that's really cool and that's really awesome. And it's really sort of opening up, um, opening up a lot of, uh, a lot of doors for these folks. And they're, a lot of them are very technologically um, inclined, you know, again, like I said, it's a younger population, a huge portion of them already use smartphones. So, I mean, they're already, I, it's cool. It looks like they're already sort of working with this transition, you know? So even if their currency is collapsing, they're, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as they're going to be just fine, you know, but they're, they're making it work as best they can, which I think is really promising. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it, that, that's really cool that, that Turkey has that younger population that's willing to, you know, explore and, and, and accept new ideas and, and new technology. Uh, it says that the medium age is, 31.5 years so yeah r- really young population over there in turkey and really cool that you can go to the grand bazaar it says that the that at the grand bazaar that crypto is e- just as easily to access there as gold and and uh, and cash well i mean yeah and in a lot of ways it's easier to accept you know like crypto than it is even just a regular credit card you know um just you don't need scanners and you know all this other equipment it's just saying hey, we both have a smartphone boop 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 there we go you don't have to show ID. You know, I, I love it. I mean, a lot of people are against crypto, but um, but I just think, you know, it's, you know, you see the difference, you know. Um, you see these cryptocurrencies gaining in value every single year, and, and you see whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what currency it is. You know, whatever currency that you have, fiat-wise, you see it lose tremendous amounts of value every every single year. And like, like the candy bar, like, you know, what we mentioned earlier. But, well, especially recently, you know, a lot of cryptos have been getting, you know, a bit a bit pricier. And I catch myself being like, oh, man, it went up another, you know, uh, 5%. Like, I should have bought some last week. And I'm like, well, you know, part of me is like, why should I even buy any now then? I'm like, no, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up in value. It doesn't matter that it's already gone up and you might have missed, you know, some gains or whatever. It's, you know, it's no, buy it buy it like convert your dough to it because it's going to keep going up and it's uh I, th- I think we're seeing that even even over here right now yeah yeah and i think i think when we get into crypto we should go we should have this mindset of you know not exactly looking at price i mean price is important but i mean you should have this mindset of okay i'm going to stock away a certain amount every single month kind of like a savings account that's how you save right Right. um and you're saving like real money and i actually wrote uh an article on um 
the nexus, you know, saying why crypto is money. And um, I, I think the article is called uh, Properties of Money in Cryptocurrency. You guys can check that yeah, out. Good but, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, you read it, Doug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. But, I mean, cryptocurrency has all these same prop, you know, all these properties of what makes money, money. And I think, I think the only thing is that, that we're kind of missing, um, is that, and I say kind of, because there's a lot of places that actually use it as a medium of exchange, you know, it just kind of depends on, you know, which crypto, but, uh, but medium of exchange is probably the most important property. Something becomes a medium of exchange. And it has all the other properties. I mean, that that is going to be, you know, money. But the thing is, is that not all cryptos are, are money, right? So you have to really delve in, and do your research. And that's kind of why I like Bitcoin Cash so much, because it is it's it seems like the biggest medium of exchange because it has the most brick and mortar merchant adoption in the world. So you know, you can go to Japan. Panama, or uh, there's a crypto ATM in Hong Kong that accepts Bitcoin Cash, but doesn't that? But but they won't even this crypto ATM doesn't even sell or buy the regular Bitcoin just because of just because the transaction fees are so high. So when you see something like that, and you see one of these properties of money you know, a medium of exchange and you see Bitcoin lose its, its uh, this property, the BTC version, you know, that's, that's a real eye opener for me. So, I mean, yeah. Could you see nice gains off Bitcoin in the future? Absolutely. But I'm not, you know, hating on the project. I, I hope that the project does really well in the future, but I think that to find true money that we have to try to find, you know, what is going to be a medium of exchange and, you know, with, with what I've seen from the Bitcoin Cash community, unlike almost every other community out there, is that they've got all these people going out there saying, hey, you know, you're a merchant, check out Bitcoin Cash, you know, it, you know for XYZ, fast transactions. Uh, it's got so many apps you can get it. I'm not trying to show the project, but I just see, <laughs> just see, you know, I like the project. So, I'm, you know, but... Um, because I see, I mean, if they want to sponsor us, they're more than welcome. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, if there's a big, a big Bitcoin Cash guy that wants to sponsor us. You know. <laughs> well, another thing that you mentioned in the in that article too is a fungibility, and that's one of the reasons that we really like the uh, privacy coin. Um, is because that can be one of the issues with the regular Bitcoin as well. Is it's so traceable? Yeah, and a lot of people say, well, fungible, you know. But I think I think the reason why privacy is so important. Privacy and fungibility kind of go hand in hand because, right? Because if it's not private, and let's say like one of your bitcoins used for like some wet market type activity, like human trafficking or something, all of a sudden the you know the feds or whoever can say, hey, like you know we we believe that you're doing all these bad things because it's like no, I, you know I'm not you know I'm not trying to contribute to anything it's just you know what the, the the dollar went around in the circulation and i've got this dollar and i guess it was used for something bad a while ago but you know so 
I think um, you're not supposed to have to prove your innocence, but you know, in a situation like that, it's kind of hard to. <laughs> yeah, right, but that's why privacy is so important. So that um, even if, even if it was used for something bad, because I mean, let's face it: if it's money, it's it's going to be you know somebody's going to want to use it for. Uh, somebody's going to use it for you know something bad, regardless. But um, happens with the dollar every day. Yeah, and the, the dollar is the biggest, the biggest currency used for all these criminal activities. So, yeah, what else did we want to touch on on Turkey? But I, I just find this so fascinating because we're seeing it in more and more countries now, and I feel like, I feel like this is kind of the path that we're on, especially with the U.S. printing trillions upon trillions for all these stimulus packages, these you know COVID aid programs and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know, if 2020 hadn't happened like it did, like we'd we'd still be having this basically exact same conversation. But the fact that 2020 is rolling out the way that it is, I think, is really uh, putting a really putting a bit more throttle on uh, on what's going on here, throwing a little more gas on the fire, if you will. You know, yeah. sort of making make this little. I think it's being a very you know, it's much more apparent now that it's it's going to have. I mean. The what was it? A few months ago, the national debt was like twenty three trillion, twenty high. And I think I heard the other day, uh, I could check the debt clock if I had the inclination, but I think it said something like twenty seven, twenty eight trillion all of a sudden because they just you know willed so much of it into existence here this year, and that's that's it's really terrifying. And I mean, I think you can just look at things like the prices of gold, silver, and crypto coins and, and stuff like that here um, in in the last few weeks, couple months, you know, where where they've been heading. That uh, that really shows that a lot of people are losing um, losing confidence in them. Because of course, you have to remember the prices of these, these things are determined based on how people are buying or selling. So it's you know based on the actions of uh, of you know of, of people. But we're getting to the point with technology, this stuff is getting usable. And so it's it's really uh, it's really somewhere that um that I I've really been getting to. I'm I'm pretty new to crypto, you know personally. Um, so while you're out there, Brandon here is a little more of an OG in it than I am. Um, as Hill attests, as he's been helping me <laughs> get the hang of this stuff. Um, but, uh, but, but, but it's really cool, man. If anybody out there is intimidated to get into it, like, like don't be, because I was very intimidating. I'm not very, very intimidated. I'm not very computer savvy. I was terrified about messing something up and losing dough. But like, like, like get into it. Like, uh, what, here, here's what I did, y'all. I, on a weekend, I had some time. I bought like $100 of some random cryptos through a few different methods just to sort of get the feel of it. Transferred them between a couple wallets, did some exchanges, this and that. Then worst case, I was out a hundred bucks. But you know, now I feel a lot more confident, and I'm actually like, yeah, sure, you know, I I, I can handle it. So it's it's definitely something that's uh, that's worth spending a little bit of time uh, to to get into uh, for sure. And then there there is there's so many ways you can actually make it usable. Again, like we were talking about the uh, the crypto debit cards and stuff as well. So it's definitely something that's uh, definitely something that's doable. I was, um, I was really stoked with this whole Turkey thing, you know, and I was looking into it and that was actually what I was looking up. I was like, okay, how is cryptocurrency playing into this? Because, you know, if, if, if their dollar is, or their lira or whatever is working on collapsing, then they're going to have to have some sort of a, some sort of alternative. And I was so thrilled to yeah, come across these articles saying how, how many people are transitioning and how it seems like it is going to be something that's relatively smooth. And I think we even heard something about this with Venezuela here in the last couple of years. I think that they were using Dash, if I do recall. Um, yeah, their two most used cryptos are, are Dash and, and Bitcoin Cash, for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, um, and and I know that in a lot of places, um, Dash is a uh, pretty popular as something as like I think in New Hampshire, a lot of people use a Dash at like bars, restaurants, things like that. That's going to be another one that's kind of a uh, kind of popular, just easy to use as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, look, looking at this from like just because I kind of have a um, a background in in stocks, so but just looking at this from a financial standpoint it's like okay why do i want to be a bag holder for the u.s government like if if you've got all these stocks right and they increase their their outstanding share count okay by like millions what they're doing is they're you know if, if a company were to do this they would be diluting that that stock and that stock price would you know fall because they're increasing the supply but the demand is staying the same so when you increase supply but the demand stays the same the price goes down so uh basic economics and um and it's like why do i want to be this bag holder for this irresponsible extortionist organization and that that's something that that we really have to now in terms of crypto if you're Something I wanted to touch on when you were talking, Doug, um, was, you know, when you get into crypto, you know, start off $5. Send yourself, you know, send another wallet, you know, open up another wallet, send yourself like five cents before you start, you know, sending hundreds. That way, that way, if you do mess up or, or you're something, you know, you're just losing five cents and um, check your wallet address, double check it, you know, it, it, the really long ones, I just kind of check the first six and the last six, and I, I, I verify it before I send. And um, and you can get most most of these cryptos anonymously. There's there's like local Monero, local dot Monero or whatever, and local dot Bitcoin Cash, where you can pick up these cryptos from anonymous sources and um, not have some kind of KYC crypto exchange say, hey, you know, hey feds, this. This uh, this this you know person X bought such and such and you know did, didn't declare taxes or, or whatever. You don't have that with these um, with these local dot you know Bitcoin dot, dot com, which does like uh, you know Bitcoin Cash and, and there's a Monero one that I used. Let me get the exact. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that tag, but um, let me get the Monero one. Yeah, I uh, it's it's funny. Uh, touch back to what I was saying about like the, you know, the price increases and stuff on it. When I was first playing around with it and I bought some off of um, one of the local exchanges for some Bitcoin cash. Um, I think it, the like the market price for it was like 222 uh, for the Bitcoin cash. And I was, you know, of course, you know, people when they're selling it, they market up a little bit. So I think I was buying it for like 250 or something like that. And I was like, Oh man, man, what a bummer, you know, like I'm paying this for it. And now like, I don't know what is this moment, but it's been well over 300 you know, this last week. And I'm like, shoot, even buying it at what was a markup like a month ago, you know, I still had, you know, like gain, you know, on it. So I was like, oh man, that's a, a, a trip. So again, like don't like, just just get you some. But it's, uh, yeah, the exchanges or the, I'm sorry, the, the local exchanges, they can be depending on how you want to, um, you know, pay for it. They could be, um, you know, you got to find somebody who's willing to accept your, uh, however you want to, however you want to pay. Um, you may know the answer to this. I think that, and of course, of course, like the IRS does whatever it wants, 
but I think isn't like twenty thousand dollars like the number like if you buy twenty thousand dollars for the crypto in a year, like they like report it to the IRS. Is that accurate? Um, in terms of ca- transferring cash around. Um, I, I think like, if, so let's say you go to like um, Binance or Coinbase or whatever. Yeah, they have to know your customer or whatever. But I think once you hit the, the point of where if you buy $20,000 for the crypto through um, through an exchange like that, they, they, they automatically, you. yeah, they, they automatically report it to the IRS. Um, so if you are planning on picking some up, if you can go out and buy 20000 hey, you're in a better position than I am. But be aware, um, you know, that, that you could get on the radar of the IRS because, yes, you're supposed to pay, you're supposed to pay, um, you know, taxes on your on your gains on crypto, just like it's a stock or similar to a stock, which I'm not sure capital gains taxes, 15% or something. Uh, but you are supposed to pay that. So if, um, you know, if you're going to be buying a lot, then definitely look into doing some of the uh, local exchanges. You can stay a little more under the radar. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I, now I know that nine thousand dollars, like nine or ten thousand dollars, is what they flag cash wise. So, like, if I were yeah, to transfer yeah, ten he- grand from like me to you, then it would automatically be flagged and you know uh, yeah. on the radar of the, yeah, of the I IRS. I think it's cu- cumulative over the year for these um, exchanges. If you, uh, it's like twenty grand uh, cumulative over the course of the year. Soon, it's not just one exchange. Then, yeah, I think they, um, I think they, 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 they put it in the IRS. The IRS probably watches you to see what you're going to do with it. You know, if you're going to sell it and make money. Right. Then yeah. I wonder, like the enforcement, like if you, you know, like how do they know that you sold it? You know, uh, you didn't just transfer to a wallet. I guess if you cash it out and get cash, I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, I just that. That's why I'm waiting. Like I'm anxiously waiting for the day where where it's like i don't even want to cash it out like <laughs> i just want to keep it the way it is because it's more valuable this way than it is to you know i'm just kind of waiting for that day and uh that way you don't have to worry about yeah yeah exactly that way you don't have to worry about okay well i do need some some cash reserves to, to pay for certain things you know, instead, you, you could go like, okay, I just, I'm just going to use crypto because everybody accepts it now, you know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, these, these local dot, dot Bitcoin um, places are a great place to get them. And then you can find other decentralized exchanges like Trade Ogre, and there's a couple others like um, Vite and Vite, Vitex, or, or so I don't recall the exact names. But yeah, there's all kinds of BISC is another one. There's all kinds of decentralized exchanges that, that you can trade on where people won't you know these these ex- exchanges are just basically peer-to-peer and and people won't know that that it's yeah, you're the one trading so now in terms of cash I, the decentralized exchanges won't cash you out but um but it's a great way to trade for other other cryptos you know, and I, I, else on Turkey or? yeah do we let's see and admittedly i didn't do a ton of research on the turkey situation so <laughs> But I was just like, I was really, really thrilled to see that actually crypto stuff was popping up. I had a feeling. I am so glad that you sent me that Turkey article too. I, I had no idea. I, I, you know, I just heard, I just heard the, about them sending that that they that the lira lost thirty percent value in one day. I mean, that's like that that's hyperinflation. You know, um, I don't know yeah. what the definition of hyperinflation is, but in in my in my view. <laughs> You get paid one day and it's a thousand dollars, and then the next day you you lose three hundred, you know, uh, three hundred dollars worth of value on that one paycheck. 
that to me is like, okay, uh, there's a huge problem here. And, and you know, it's, it's controlled by the government. So of course, of course, you know, governments aren't going to be, you know, responsible at all. And, you know, I don't want to just show crypto, you know, I think gold and silver is a, a great way to, to kind of hedge and, and protect yourself from these, um, irresponsible extortionists as well. And, uh, let me see if there's anything else interesting in this article. I think another reason why the in the AEI the AEI article, I think another reason why a lot of the population of Turkey got into these cryptos a couple of years back was because they remember rapid devaluations in the lira, and it states here that it that between 1923 and 2005. So I think it's another thing too is that the U.S. has really never had a currency collapse so it's hard for all of these people to imagine it ever happening to us you know but a lot of these other countries like like mexico the, the mexican peso used to be able to buy a lot more now the, you know americans kind of joke and say it's it's funny money you know i can go down there with you know i can buy a whole entire kick-ass meal for like five six dollars you know but but yeah i think all these other places are like you know, they're more used to um, rapid devaluations in the currency. Well, yeah, and like we've had, obviously, you know, like, you know, recessions or, of course, a depression. Probably going to have another one coming up here. But that's a different situation than, like, a currency collapse. You know, it's like, it's one thing to be like, eh, there's not really any jobs, you know, and be like, oh, all this money I have is just suddenly worthless. You know, like in a, a depression or a recession, like money is money has a lot of value <laughs> you know people want it people need it but in you know a situation where you have you know the, the inflation it's just your money just isn't worth anything it's, just, it's a very different scenario and unfortunately uh, i think uh, most americans are really uneducated on uh, not just finances but like monetary theory and hey not talking shit up for a couple of years ago you know so was i <laughs> but yeah i think it's, it, it's going to be a very scary situation for a lot of people and i feel for a lot of people who have spent their lives you know doing what they thought was responsible working hard putting their money in these in these different places, you know, there are 401ks or, you know, um, buying annuities or, or even like real estate and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, it really sucks. And, you know, sometimes I can just be, I don't know if taken away is the right word, but it can just vanish, you know, um, just because of, again, like you said, these decisions by these extortionists up on high. Have, um, have you ever read, uh, Creature from Jekyll Island? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the books that got me into, um, well, I've been a libertarian since 2002, but um, but what really got caught my eye was Ron Paul had said something about the Federal Reserve, and I was like, what? And and I think one of the books that he recommended, I, I can't remember who recommended it. I think it was Ron Paul who recommended that if you, if you really want to learn about our financial system, that G. Edward Griffin wrote a great book about uh, about it called Creature Jack Lyle, and that's what got me into it. You know, and uh, I was always real into like finance and um, and stocks and stuff. But um, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of veered off. What were you gonna say oh, about no, it? No, no, uh, no, no. I haven't read it. <laughs> so I, uh, I I really want to. It's on my list. But of course, it's uh, for anybody who doesn't know. It's about it's the story of how the federal reserve kind of came into being, and it's kind of a gist of you know like they the it was you know it's not people like think it's like a government organization. I guess in some facets, but you know. It could be, but it was a bunch of private bankers. And of course, they've been trying to do a central bank since the beginning of, you know, the United States of America. Um, but it was, you know, the 1913 or whatever. And yeah, a bunch of bankers 
secretly like met at Jekyll Island uh, to sort of hash out how they're going to do this Federal Reserve thing. So it's uh, it, it, it's just really a really good in that regard. And it's funny because I have uh, family members who actually brought me to Liberty. Uh, that was the turning point for uh, for some of them was when they read Creature from Jekyll Island that sort of turned them into anarchists. Uh, was you know being like oh wait a minute this is all bullshit <laughs> so it's uh it's definitely on my list for sure but um but yeah it's uh it's definitely something for anybody who wants to uh, wants to learn about that yeah absolutely it's a it's a great book and um and I I kind of go into like a little bit about how the the um about how the create money and, and put it into existence um, in that uh, properties of money and cryptocurrency article. Um, but if you, re- if you like the creature Jackal Island, like in my opinion, that's like a must read for, for any Liberty lover um, in, in my opinion. And you, you know, it's funny. The title says creature Jackal Island. And, and you, you know, at first you think it's like, what am I reading? Is this like a, like a, a, Horror, it sounds know? like fiction. No, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, side note here: this next stimulus package that they're talking about, they want to do a second stimulus. Um, I just googled it on August fourth on the Forbes, the Forbes um, article. They're saying they want it to be three point four trillion dollars, and and the thing too is is that. Um, when you think of money, like when you think of like the amounts that they're printing and, and throwing into circulation, it's hard to like it's hard for people to imagine like how much a trillion is, right? And what I like to do is okay, back when the debt was twenty three trillion dollars, I was I was reading an article, yeah, the good old days. <laughs> I was reading an article that said if you took if you just took twenty three trillion one dollar bills. And and you stacked, you just kept stacking them, that it would go all the way to Mars. I mean, that's how much twenty three trillion is. And and Mars, I mean Mars. <laughs> it's a distance. It, it, yeah, dude, it's quite a distance. And um, I forget like which one. Like if you stacked like a like a, a billion dollars, it would go to like the something but if you stack 23 trillion you're going all the way to mars and i think the quickest we can get to mars is like six months um that that's the the quickest so just to kind of put put these these huge dollar amounts into perspective it's it's something else for sure and this next stimulus package is going to be 3.4 trillion so yeah i you know when you get your dough Buy some crypto, buy some silver. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a rifle or two, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Guns for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, on, that, on that note, we. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Guys. No, you're good. Um, I was going to say, um, on that note, um, if y'all remember, we had a control Q on a few episodes ago, uh, talking about uh, 3D printing and everything. And I got myself a printer like two weeks ago, and I have been like obsessed. It's so cool so that is something else that would be very nice to spend your stimulus check on is get yourself a little 3d printer and uh and get to work on that because it's uh it's a lot of fun y'all oh yeah i don't know if you could tell us like which one that's that that you got but um i got the uh the ender 3 it was uh they go on sale on amazon like once uh like once a month i got it for 206 dollars and like 
like if you would ask me like how much is a 3d printer supposed to cost like and i, cause I ask people this too like how much do you think a 3d printer costs and everybody says 900 bucks a grand 1200 dollars which seems right but no 206 dollars and i i haven't haven't printed anything super cool yet you know like we're talking about on an episode but but it's man it's pretty easy dude and it um everything's come out pretty cool i printed some upgrades for the printer some other little knick-knacky things i printed some uh, stuff that i use around the farm i printed like um some bulkhead fittings uh for chicken waterers um i printed a plastic wrench which i know plastic wrench seems silly but it's for plastic fittings for again chicken waterers um it's just it's just amazing that you can just conjure things out of thin air. I'm not driving to the store to get it. I'm not paying taxes on it. Um, I try to be self-sufficient. So it's kind of really cool to be more self-sufficient by having something like this. You know, there's millions of prints online. It's, they're, they're just really cool. So definitely, definitely get on it. You can also print yourself some freedom with it. So. <laughs> nice, nice tag. That, that's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, self-sustainability is very cool, very important. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, and it's this whole currency disaster, it's just, um, I don't want it to happen, you know? It's just, it's just, the way that it's going, it's kind of inevitable, and um, and a lot of people are going to be hurt from it, and that, that's, I think that's what really gets me the most, is that, that these governments are being so irresponsible that you know and, and most of the trillions are, are going to their friends you know but they're being so irresponsible right, that, exactly. that they're that they're hurting you know the, the population that, that they're quote unquote supposed to supposed to serve but um but yeah it's you know it's it's frustrating frustrating situation it it to me it's like why you know i kind of wish i was born in a different time period because this is going to be a historical the dollar collapsing is going to be a historical event unlike anything the world has ever seen before uh all these other currencies are tied to the dollar too so it's not just going to be the u.s that hurts i think u.s is going to take the brunt the brunt force of it but um the dollar collapsing is going to be in, in movies everywhere. And, you know, the excuse is going to be COVID. And, you know, it's going to be talked about. This is what's going to be talked about. You know, the 2008 depression is just a blip. Um, what's really going to be talked about throughout history is is this. Like, the uh, you know, we'll, one day, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll grow old and say, yeah, you know, the 2008 depression or recession, or whatever, and they'll be like, what? What's that? You know, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> he's going to care about that one. But yeah, the the one that's coming is, is going to be the one that's going to be in movies everywhere. It's going to be talked about. It's, um, it's going to be, you know, a global event, unfortunately. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that you want to live through, but we can't, there's a silver line, lining. And, um, you know, I, I guess coming looking at it from a financial standpoint, even in bear markets, you can make money. You know, you make you can make money in bull runs, but you can also make money in in uh, in, in you know bear markets as well. So, so there's a silver lining there, and and for me, the safest places are going to be in gold, silver, and crypto, and that's where the masses are gonna are are going to go into. And they're not going to be able to get there quicker, so quick enough. So I think that if you're in these assets before the mass, you know, this ma- before the mass exodus of the dollar, that um, 
that you'll definitely benefit and, and more than definitely benefit some somehow from it. So yeah, yeah, agreed. And you know, it's still you know, so with crypto and stuff, it's still a little new. So there is a bit more of a learning curve. You know, it's not what what, what is it? Everybody says you know when it when it gets so easy that grandma can use it. You know, it's not quite there yet. But there's a big payoff if you get it into it before, uh, right. before it gets that easy. You know, so so even you know, uh, I'm like, oh, I feel like I don't own enough of it. You know, but it's like. But hey, man, whatever you can do, you know, you know, baby steps, you know, get in on it, do what you can. That's the best we can do. I mean, so, so much of this stuff is so out of our control, especially as Agoras, you know, we don't believe in political action. So, um, you know, it's like, I, it doesn't matter if I vote, you know, who I vote for, whatever. It, it just doesn't matter. You know, it's not going to change any of this. It's the stuff that's set by, pe- by people. It's out of my control, you know, but the things that I can control is how I prepare for this, you know. Um, do, do things like if you can become more self-sufficient, get, get out of the city. I mean, that, that, that's my personal opinion. Get the heck out of the city, man. I don't think that things are going to be very good in the city if and when this does happen. Uh, you, you, you really lose a lot of ability to be more self-sufficient when you're in the city. So, you know, if you can get a little piece of land somewhere, learn to grow a garden uh, and, you know, just, just try and prepare as best you can. You know, if you can, whatever you can get out of fiat currency and get into something else, something that's a little more, a little more tangible, I think it's a better way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Was there was there anything else you wanted to cover, Doug? Or no, um, no, man. I think uh, I think we had a good night. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought so too. Um, I hope everybody has a you know, great life and and prosperous future. And you know, un- unfortunately, government's not helping us with that. But um, but I do I do uh, I do feel like we can kind of you know, go against the, the, the problems that, that they're creating. And, um, you know, so on that note, stay safe. Gorse Nexus out.